What's going on, everybody? You clearly have good taste because you are locked in to Sky's the Limit Radio. To hear all of this wonderful content live as it goes down, simply go to Facebook and type in STLR Media TV. That's STLR Media TV. You can also catch us live as it goes down on the app TuneIn Radio under STLR Media. Do that. Thank me later. Sky's the Limit Radio, baby. What's up, everybody? It's the original Bucko Bruce, your boy Zakari, representing No Boundary Sports Talk in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Buccaneers have done something we haven't done since 2002. We've won five in a row. You're listening to STLR Sports Talk Entertainment Window Sidelines. Bucks win! Bucks win! Yo ho, yo ho, a pirate's life for me. We pillage, we plunder, we rifle and loot. Drink up, me hearties, yo ho. We kidnap and ravage and don't give a hoot. Drink up, me hearties, yo ho. Yo ho, yo ho, a pirate's life for me. Once upon a time, in a land far away, three men discovered the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a team with the ability to siege the bay. You'll never make it out of the bay. Give no quarter and feed the fish with any enemy that takes the field during their quest to find the Lombardi Trophy. Fox win! Fox win! Join Craig. And he walks up to me and he says, I'm John Lynch. He is a monster. That's, that's what he was, a hard-hitting white boy that played safety and he was something special. Eddie. He built the pyramid right in front of us and said, this is how we're going to do it. We got to practice doing things right all the time little things uh, details and zach every day you build you got to build the foundation man that's what we're doing here as they take you on a journey discussing front office moves with the seventh pick in the 2014 nfl draft the tampa bay buccaneers select mike evans game breakdowns back to return at spurlock michael spurlock at the 10 he's to the 20 he's to the 25 for the 30 to the 40 yard line we could see history 50 40 to the 30 and interviews so batten down the hatches and get ready to set sail it's time for book that podcast what's up everybody it's your boy craig coming to you live from Buck That Podcast, got a middle finger up to the FB, Facebook, screw you guys. Boo! The two letter. You could not catch us on Facebook Live today, because they harassing us. And it ain't really so much them, whoever the hater is that reported us for something we didn't even do, screw you. I am joined by my boy, to the right, to the right, got my boy Eddie in the building. Yo! Fire them cannons, boy. One step, one day closer to buck season. We also are joined by my bro Chacho across from me. Zach, how you doing? I'm doing good. I get goosebumps every time I hear our intro. Run, Michael. Run, Michael. Run. No, I was actually talking about the Bada, Scott. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. No, yeah, the Michael Spur, like, run run back. But speaking of Bada, Scott, he's, you know, obviously our pirate in our intro. We're going to see him this weekend. We are going to see him this weekend. We're going to hang out with him and Jesse Royal and Steel Pulse at Janice. they got a show coming up on Sunday, the 16th. It's our so. generation. Yeah. It's our generation. I can't wait for it, bro. So get your tickets. Get out there. they only $25. I believe you can get them at Ticketfly. You can get them from me for $25, but Ticketfly is going to charge you the $31. Oh, okay. So and do you deliver them? I'll see you at the o- show. Only if you got DiGiorno. DiGiorno. I will see you at the show. Facts. Where's the show again? It's at Janice, downtown St. Pete. Cool, cool. You ever been there? Nope. You should bring the wife out. When is it? It's Sunday. Uh, no, won't be able to. Uh, kids recital. Uh, Dance dad for life. Damn kids. Somebody sick, right? All right, cool. Uh, we are going to start the show off today, though, with a little former Tampa Bay Buccaneer news. Former. Ex-Buccaneer Kellen Winslow Jr. convicted of raping homeless woman. Fucked up, man. I did throw away. I did throw away. Listen, after he kind of went like AWOL and all that. Oh, man, I got one. I, I did go ahead. I threw out. I had a I had a Miami Hurricanes hat. Mm-hmm. Is it all about the U right now? That I had him autograph. I, I have officially thrown it in the trash. Mm-mm-mm. 
because of this. Have you had a lot of people, uh, a lot of players staying the U, like like say the Florida Gators, with the amount of people that they've had staying the Gators like name? No, I don't I think can't, so. A lot, not a lot come off the top of my head. I mean, I know you guys had like a an edgy bunch in the eighties. I think 90s. this is about they the worst. They, they, they were more edgy. I don't think they're really like uh, of this. But kind did of, anything ever come out of that? No, nah. nah, not of this caliber. Nah. Um, basically, former NFL player Kellen Winslow Jr., son of Hall of Famer, who himself earned more than forty million during his career, has been convicted of raping a fifty-eight-year-old homeless woman last year. In his picturesque beach community of Encinitas, north of San Diego, the jury returned the verdict Monday in San Diego Superior Court in Vista, but was expected to continue to deliberate on two more counts of rape involving a 50-year-old, a 54-year-old hitchhiker and an unconscious teenage girl in 2013. The jury also found the 35-year-old former tight end guilty of indecent exposure. And uh, I believe he got nine years. I'm trying to scan down. I, I remember reading this. Nine years. Wow. His that's life. Not, that's it? I mean, that's not that much, but, I mean, that's a big hit. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, maybe he didn't because I'm not seeing anything of uh, what they. I mean, yeah, throw the book at the guy. Because they're still. No okay, doubt. So they haven't. So he hasn't been. Con- like he's He hasn't been sentenced. He's been he's, convicted. He's been convicted. He's been found Next guilty. Next part would be sentencing for him. So look for that on the come up. But on lighter notes, now that old, you kind of saw it coming though with Kellen. Yeah. Though. Remember with the incident with his with his bike in the empty parking lot where he was like trying to do tricks and he ended up hurting himself. It happens, went over the whole season. It happens. It yeah. Happens. You, you doing those? Is that Not me personally. Are you doing that? But I'm sure. I, I I know people. I know you're. You get a little rowdy on a bike from time to time as well. Not really though, I don't. Didn't we have a tight end, Jeremy Stevens, or something like that? We did. Uh, Wasn't he an upstanding citizen as well? He had a he had a rape allegation as well. He I did, believe. I believe. And well, the domestic tight ends, man. domestic of the when... violence too, with the yeah. goaltender, the U.S. Uh, women's goaltender. That's that was, right, man. Hope, Hope Solo. Solo. Hope Solo. Yeah. That's what happens when you have two R's and Jeremy. <laughs> Does he have two arms? Two R's? Yeah. Yeah. Rape and ruthless is what they stand for. Anyways, speaking of tight ends, Buccaneers. Head coach, old Bruce Bruce, appears to be all in on tight end O.J. Howard. No brainer there. The six foot six, two hundred fifty pound, two thousand seventeen first round draft pick has shown flashes of brilliance during his first two seasons in the NFL. Howard has posted solid numbers and averaging thirty catches, five hundred yards, and five TDs over his first two seasons. Many including myself, see this year as a breakout season. Do you guys agree on this? I, I personally do as well. I mean, we, we were talking before show that Bruce Arians might not have been the guy that actually focused in his offense on tight ends that much, but how can you not with Cam Bray and, and O.J. Number one, Number one tight end, most catches, most touchdowns, I mean. Do you think that that's going to happen? No, I'm just saying that's what uh, Cameron Bray had, and then you bring in OJ Howard. Yeah, he, did have the most, he had the most touchdowns. Touchdowns, yeah, yes. So yes, yes, yeah. No, if we can return Cameron Bray to the red zone factor that he is, and then have OJ Howard in the red zone, if they could draw up better plays and execute, that hurt them last year. They did not have any red zone conversions. They had such high amount of yardage, but those red zone conversions killed them. I think, yeah, I think those guys are good in there, man. You guys, you got a basketball team. OJ, I just remember a couple of those uh, trick plays that Dirk Cutter had set up for him a couple seasons. I don't know if it was last season or the season before, where he'd line up at tight end. He'd kind of sneak out on the underside, and he'd be running wide open either with a linebacker or just by himself, and he had a couple 70-yard plays. So let's let's hope that continues. I mean, Bruce Arians did go on record and legit say – you know, because that was one thing they were asked about. You know, like you're not you're not known for your you know tight ends in your offense. He's like, well, I never had a tight end like OJ Howard, which is partially true. Didn't um, he have Dallas Clark though? He did have Dallas. Clark. I, I think they did. He did have Dallas Clark because he was Complete, for completely Dallas different Clark, player, man. But yeah, Dallas but he was, Clark was a major part of yeah, exactly that, and he was a very good tight end. He also had Heath Miller for a uh, time in Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and then Arizona is where he didn't have anybody. I mean, they've they've haven't had a tight end for years. Yeah, I, I couldn't I couldn't tell you the Fells last time. Whatever they, his last name. Yeah, was. I can tell you the last time they had um, Gresham, Jermaine Gresham, former first round pick from the Cincinnati Bengals. But he hasn't done anything at all. So, but yeah, he's actually got weapons now. When you can, you know, line him up. You got Mike Evans. Like this might be one of the most potent offenses he's been in, and probably is. It, it definitely has potential. Maybe not running be. game, but passing game for sure. Hey, you guys it, are knocking the running game, man. Watch that running game is going to be on point. Hey, they they they're talking high about these guys, so we'll see. They they say Ronald Jones is uh looking the part. The list of general public training camp practices that came out pretty good uh pretty good days a lot of them are at the four o'clock hour a little later in the day starting with friday july 26th saturday july 27th sunday july 28th monday july 29th tuesday july 30th they take a couple days off then come back Saturday, August 3rd, Tuesday, August 6th, Wednesday, August 7th, Monday, August 12th, Tuesday, August 13th, and Wednesday, August 14th. Every game, or practice, I should say, rather, is pretty much a 4 o'clocker. I kind of like that, though. The last two are 10. And then the Saturday, August third, is a six thirty p.m. one. I, I love it. It that's gets a, you out of the heat. Nah, bro, that's a lot of rainouts. It's gonna rain. They don't practice in the rain. We got ten. They give yeah, us. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's yeah, right. They, that's right. They don't they even have the indoor they, practice. They, yeah, they got the too. indoor practice facility there at one buck. Yeah, yeah. But this gets the the fans out of the heat as well. I mean, four o'clock's a lot better than twelve one p.m. in the afternoon. Oh, I like it because it's like it's a little bit before rush hour traffic. So by the time you get out, all that stuff's gonna be dead. It's a lot easier to leave your job a little earlier and make that than to like be gone the whole day. Yeah, they hit the practice exactly. So that's gonna open up a lot of fan base to come in there. Yeah, it might even uh, open up my availability to take off a couple hours, and maybe we can go up there. Okay. Yeah. We can see what happens. I'm definitely down for that. I haven't been to a training camp practice. You never have. No, nope. they're fun. Really. I mean, never. They don't really do a whole. I mean, it's I've just, been to the fan days, like um, you know that kind of. They stuff. They don't even but, do those anymore, too. That's the sad yeah. part. The scrimmages are fun, man. When you see them boys out there, really trying to, you see who's really trying to practice that day, and it's exciting. You yeah. get really up close with them. I've been a to a night practice at, at Raymond James. Yeah, that was same pretty cool. Thing. Pretty much same thing. Yeah, yeah I just haven't been one-on-one to one-on-one drills. I haven't been out to Orlando when they were out there. That was and then that was before when they were basically at the University of Tampa, I think, for yep. the longest time. They didn't go there. First practice I ever went to was a Wild World of Sports. That was fun. Now, we did, to continue on from our list, over the past you know few weeks, we gave you guys a defense. This week we're starting on the offense. And what better place to start? In the trenches with Tampa Buccaneers, and there was some some linemen we had forgot about on the list, some different ones. You know, we kind of had to argue about some stuff like, oh yeah, you know, he really was good, but he only played a couple years for us. And we kind of went with the, the longevity route, and you know, who had some consistencies for us, and, and who had been there, you know, multiple seasons. And Zach has the list. I do have the list. I think we, we some made greats some pretty on good there. Uh, yeah, starting this list off, uh, we'll start with the left tackle. Uh, probably the QB's blind side. You know, keep the QB off the ground. Most important spot on the line. So who's the greatest left tackle Greatest ever left out tackle of, out of the, the Bucks? Yeah. <sighs> Paul Gruber. The one and only Paul Gruber. Paul Gruber, he played... Of course, I don't have it pulled up. Of course, was he a Pro Bowler? Of course, his uh, yes. Name, his name's in the Ring of Honor. I mean, <laughs> you know, he, he he's definitely an all-time great with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It was kind of a no-brainer. And then second behind him, you know, we had Donald Penn, who actually is, he never made the Pro Bowl. What a shame! Wow, Paul he played, Yes, he played. 
183 games. He started every single game. Mm-hmm. Did not miss a game. Mr. Reliable. Mr. Mr. Reliable for sure. He played uh, 11, 12 seasons for us. And no Pro Bowl. No Pro Bowl. God, that guy got snubbed. Yeah. But he is in the ring of honor for us. He's still that's recognized. Probably, that's probably why. He's still recognized as a high buccaneer. And the second guy on the list is none other than Donald Penn. And Donald Penn was actually an undrafted free agent. Didn't he come over from the Giants or something? No, he 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 was with us. Yes. Um, Two thousand. He had seven years with us. Five currently with Oakland, going on a six yeah, no, this year. Only missed four games with us in his whole career. Made the Pro Bowl in 2010. Uh, this is his only Pro Bowl, but was a reliable uh, left tackle. Now he was solid, man. For sure. And probably somebody that maybe we let go a little prematurely to uh, go to Oakland. We probably uh, lost some confidence in him, but he was still obviously a uh, very good left tackle because he's still playing in the league today. At a high level, too. Okay, so moving over to the left guard, we've got... It was kind of slim pickings for the guards a little bit. But we have uh, Ian Beckles. Ian Beckles, my favorite lineman. He was a very good lineman for us. Uh, He played uh, for... Like six years, I think. He played for Denver and Philly as well. Yep, Philadelphia. But played the majority of his career with us. Actually, he didn't play with Denver. He only played in training camp with them and was cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, what, seven years he played for the Buccaneers? Yeah, he was drafted by the Buccaneers in the fifth round, 114th overall in the 1990 draft. And he never made a Pro Bowl as well. Never made a Pro Bowl. Damn never it. made a Pro Bowl. What's up with linemen and Pro Bowls? Buccaneers didn't really have they, – they've never really historically had a lot of offensive linemen. Because we got the stink eye of the league, though, for the longest time. Well, I think one thing that helps project a lineman into the the Pro Bowl caliber talk – Good quarterback. No, well, that's part of it. But you also need to have some – you know, multiple – you have to have like a, a over a 1,000-yard rusher. We haven't had very many of those. Eric Rett? Didn't he have like two years? I think he might have had like 900 if he was lucky. <laughs> he was close. Next guy on the list, uh, second left guard, is Jorge Diaz. We could have gone on multiple ways with this one. Yep. Uh, Frank Middleton. Um, we talked about a couple others, but we went with Jorge Diaz. Uh, only played four seasons with the Buccaneers, but started 45 games and did not make the Pro Bowl, though. But was like a fan favorite, though. I liked Jorge Diaz. He was one of my favorite, like, not good Buccaneer. You know what I mean? Like, Here's he was a good buck, but yeah. Uh, next on the list, we're going to move to center. We got Tony Mayberry. Tony Mayberry. He was an anchor on this Buccaneers offensive line for was, many, man. many years. And he was drafted in the fourth round by the Bucks in the 1990 draft. 1990. Who was that? Sam Weich? Uh, yeah, I think it was Sam. Sam Weich. Yeah. The Culver House era, I believe it was. Uh, that was the owners. And he played 145 games for us, made three Pro, Bowl, three Pro Bowls, and was a very good center. Probably behind Paul Gruber. Maybe, actually, he is our best offensive lineman, I might have to say. That's up for debate. That's up for debate. That's a good debate, I though. mean, Paul never made the Pro Bowl. I mean, Mayberry's probably going to be a name we see in the Ring of Honor at some point. Yeah. I, I feel. That's a very good point. Yeah, if you're going to put Paul Gruber in there, you got to put a guy who played uh, 10 seasons with you and made three Pro, Pro Bowls. Yeah, definitely. And his first season, he started one game. Uh, but other than that, he played all 16 games for the rest of his career. So That's a good record. Next guy on the list is a guy we got from New Orleans. In a trade, actually, I think he was a free agent, actually, and that is Jeff Fain. Do you guys remember Jeff Fain? Yeah, he was a really oh, yeah. good center. He always used to wear the, the he had little a fat head. Yeah, he had, he he always used to wear the paint on his face too. We had four seasons with him. He had a lot of penalties. Um, he he played in fifty-one games and started in all fifty-one of those games. 
and I believe he was drafted by oh yeah he was drafted by the Cleveland Browns 21st overall in the 2003 draft but I believe we got him from New Orleans we did and that wraps up, up trade. the who, centers who, who they trade for him I don't know if it's necessarily uh, a trade. I don't know if it was a trade I think I don't they know got why, him in yeah. yeah in free agency been, I think it was a free agent sign yeah never remember played uh, three years with Cleveland two with New Orleans and then came came to us. Uh, next on the list is the right guards, and in my opinion, and I think everybody here will agree with me, um, Ali Marpet has to be, so far, maybe our best offensive lineman, at least at the guard position. Yeah, he's definitely a, a, a gem. He's somebody that Jason Light really hit on. He definitely yeah, hit on him. Pick. He has not made the Pro Bowl yet or All-Pro. I think he's got snubbed a little bit, but I think his time will come. He's played four seasons with us so far. Well, I think that season where they played him at that center was just the wrong move. I think if they had kept him at guard that year, he'd be a little bit more, you know what I'm saying, polished. This could be a, a potential breakout year for Ali Marpet. This new offense. New offense, all new gurus, new game. New yeah. coaching staff. New coaching staff. I think so, man. I think he should get his his first Pro Bowl, and the Bucks will have a thousand yard rusher. Uh, moving on to the second right guard, we're going to go with Davin Joseph. Solid pick, solid pick. Definitely a guy who had you know some some good years with us, and he, I, I believe he was like a first or second round pick. Yeah, he was he drafted twenty third overall. Yep, yeah. out of uh, Oklahoma. That's right. Um, he played under Shiano. No, was that Shiano? No. I don't think so. Let's see. What year uh, did I say? 2006. No, that'd be Gruden. Yep. That's under Gruden. Gruden. Yeah, he drafted True Blood and Davin Joseph at the same time. That's right. To solidify that right side. And he played eight years with the Buccaneers and made two Pro Bowls. So got to give it up to Davin Joseph. Uh, Moving on to the right tackle. Eight Pro Bowls. No, two Pro Bowls. Two Pro Bowls. Eight years with the Bucs, yeah. Uh, a current player for the Buccaneers, a guy who's definitely solidified the right side of this line um, in the past six years since he's been with us, is Demar Dotson. Yep. Uh, I actually have his autograph on a pair of shoes at home. That's that's a good package, man, between him and uh, Marpet. It's not a bad line. Yeah, it's not big number sixty nine. Yeah. Uh, we did have trouble coming up with the second right tackle. We did go with Jeremy Trueblood. But there's a number of ways we could have gone. I know you kind of laughed at Kenyatta Walker, but he did play like, what do we say, like 80-something games with us? Yeah. Uh, so he did play like six seasons or so with us, five seasons. He did, but he wasn't that good. He and wasn't good at all. And, and, and that's why he's not it on was the list. One, it was one of those things like they, they picked him so high, they just didn't want to give up on him. It was yeah. like it was like that bad relationship that you know <laughs> was toxic, but yeah. you didn't want to get out of. twice, yeah. cars repoed. Yeah. And guys like Jerry Wunsch. Jerry Wunsch. Uh, notable. Rob Taylor, man. Wasn't that his name? Rob Taylor. Yeah. And like 90-something starts. He held down like 86 Randall to McDaniel. 93. Yeah, he was a guard, Randall McDaniel. An- another one would be uh, Jeff Christie, who came over for a couple years. What about Stussy? What was Stussy? Todd Stussy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did he played for us? Yeah. Yeah, he must have came over uh, like late in his – like Luke, like Luke mm-hmm. Pettigrew. Remember him? Luke, Luke Pettigrew. Yeah. Luke Pettigrew. Yeah. No relation to Rob. So that wraps up this week and the offensive line. Next week, I guess, we'll go to tight ends. I like it. O.J. Howard, Cameron Bray. Case closed. It's Bam. Kellen, it's Kellen Winslow. Jimmy Giles. It's Kellen Winslow on that list. I mean, I'll... Oh, no, no, no. Jeremy no, Stevens. No. Did they, did they get automatically revoked from there since, since I the, feel like that's the easiest list so far is the tight ends. The issues? What's that? Do do they automatically get revoked from the because of off the field transgressions? <sighs> I mean, when you're raping homeless women, <laughs> yeah, man, you're kind of off my list. Oh man, I mean, homeless women. I feel like you can like at least get it for the dub. You yeah, know man. Like, like I draw the line at like smoking weed. Like Warren Sapp's on the list. He smoked weed. Like I'm good with that. Like raping people, beating children. Like so, Ann no. Hernandez met, never make your Patriots list. Never. Okay. He has a tattoo on his back. You seen it? <laughs> Never make my list. Hanging with Hernandez. <laughs> That's Tim Tebow's boy, man. Tim Tebow couldn't save him. If Tebow couldn't save him, mm-mm. Nobody could. Nobody could, but 
Yeah, those four Gators are tainted. Ty G. Armstrong, wasn't he a tight end? Yeah, he was actually. Yeah, that's that's uh, Ian Beckles' his good friend. Yeah, man. And I remember from the same, they were here the same year. They had another tight end too, man. What was it? I read it before him. We'll talk about that next week. Well, you want to do a little uh, who the buck am I? I'm ready. You got some stories or what? What do you want to do? Let me bang on the mic a little bit more. It's Ruffle the papers up. Let me get to this week's who the buck am I. Now, do we have a theme or do we got to try to guess the theme? You're going to have to guess the theme. Okay. I mean, no, how, I mean, how I guess, many are on your list? No, you're going to have to guess the theme. I've got, I've got eight. Uh, well, we got seven. But if there's a tiebreaker, I've got it, I've got it ready ready to go. So you're ready, not like me last week. I am ready. So it's going to be Eddie versus Mr. Craig. What what? And the first player will go ahead and start off. Who the buck am I this week? I was born February 24th, 1970. I'm 49 years old. I went to San Jose State. Hmm. I was a four-time Pro Bowler. Jeff Garcia. Bam. Eddie, my man. <laughs> I just took a guess. A shot in the dark. San Jose State. A shot in the dark. Okay. So, for a possible... Four bonus points. Four bonus points. What years did he make the Pro Bowl? No. What years no, it's not actually bucks? four bonus points. It'd be three bonus points I'll give you for what, this. What teams did he play Besides for? San Francisco and Tampa Bay, what other three teams did he play for? Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. <clears throat> okay, Craig, you want to steal? You got two possible points here. He played for two other teams. AFC or NFC? I will give you one hint. And, well, the <laughs> thing is, is one, yeah, one is, <laughs> one is AFC and one is NFC. How about that? Did he play for the Raiders? Eh. Jeff Rams. Garcia played for, nope, he played for San Francisco for five years. The Browns. The Browns. The Browns. Then to Detroit. You should have known Detroit. Detroit. And then he went to Tampa for two seasons where he made the Pro Bowl in 2007 and helped us to the playoffs. Uh, and then he went to Philly for a year. So he went to Philly after Detroit and then Philly after us. He finished up his career with Philly. Okay, moving on to the next. Born. You can't see my paper over here, can you, no. old Gregory? No, I can't. Okay. You got a computer. Yeah, there's some, there's some space right there. I'm looking at the okay. top five All right. tight ends. All right. I'll shut my computer. Yep, computer should be shut too, my good sir. My bad. I was looking up the tight ends mm-hmm. list for next week. Y'all forgot about Dave Moore. All right. So That's who it was. I was born April 5th, 1976. I'm 43 years old in Patterson, Louisiana. Mike Jones. Mm-hmm. Patterson, Louisiana, 53. Shot I was drafted Mike James. in the first round of the 1997 draft, seventh overall by the Giants. I went to Florida. I kill you. Bam. Okay, Eddie. Is your theme the players that were drafted by the teams that came here? No. That was mine. I tried. No. And then I ruined the last one. No bonus points here. Actually, I'll I'll give you I'll give you one bonus point. No, I'm not going to do that. No, that's too easy. Okay, on to the next one. I was drafted. First, I was born May 12th, 1978, so I'm 41 years old. Okay. In Cleveland, Ohio. Hmm. Okay. Um, I went to Boston College. Jeremy True Blood. He's older than 41. He did go to Boston College, though. He did go to Boston College. I, rude. I never made the Pro Bowl. Um, I played nose tackle and defensive tackle. Um, I was drafted in the first round, 
25th overall in the 2000 NFL Draft by the Minnesota Vikings. Hmm. I wore his number 99 with the Vikings and 95 with the Bucks. In the 2000, huh? 2000 hmm. NFL Draft. I played five seasons with the with the Minnesota Vikings before moving on at the age of 27 in 2005 to come with the Bucks to the Buccaneers. I played until I was 31 years old. In 2009, I retired with the Buccaneers. Hmm. I I started every game, 79 games with the Buccaneers. Defensive lineman. Defensive tackle. Defensive tackle. Final clue, and this will give it away. We just mentioned him earlier. We just talked about this guy. You had, I think, mentioned him. Um, when you think of a Viking player, like oh, Hovan. There you Chris go. Hovan. Good job. What? I forgot all about him, man. And we just talked about him. Damn. No bonus for you. You guys took too long. I don't deserve a bonus for that, man. My bad, Chris Hovan. All right. Hey, we brought you back, though, for tonight, brother. Right now, Eddie's winning. Three to two. Or three to one. This next player, born March 18th, 1975, in Miami, Florida. He's Cuban. He's 44 years old. Horace Copeland. Now, I say where he was born. I want to highlight that a little bit because that might kind of give it away a little bit more or give a little more of a hint as to who the person is. I was drafted in the third round, 91st overall in the 1998 draft. Jorge Diaz. This next clue. Is going to give it away. Did I just see you picking that? No, I'm Did looking at you. 1998 draft. Look at me in the third round. Boy. All right. Drafted by the Denver Broncos. Okay. He's made a Pro Bowl one time. He was drafted in when? 98? He was drafted in 98. I can't give you the college quite yet. He played two seasons with the Buccaneers. Then went on to play two seasons with another team and then come back to retire with the Buccaneers at the age of 33 in 2008. He went to Michigan. Hmm? His middle name is David. He wore the number 14. Brian Greasy? Good job. Brian Greasy. Damn, I would not have get. I forgot about him. Okay, so I'll give you a bonus question here. The title. Come on, boss. Brian Greasy. So besides the Denver Broncos and the Tampa Buccaneers, which you already know. Hey, didn't Brian Greasy play for the Dolphins? Is it your bonus question? My bad. That was was the bonus question, wasn't it? Other than the Denver Broncos, (laughs) the Miami Dolphins, and the Tampa Buccaneers, what's the other team he played for, Craig? He just screwed you out of a bonus point, so he's going to get screwed out of a bonus point. He's got it is one other team that has yet to be mentioned by myself or by Eddie. What is that team? The Bills? No. No, he paid for the Bills. You are not getting this one. It was the Chicago Bears. Uh, the Bears. All right. Brian Greasy. Uh, un- man. Unbelievable, man. You, you know are what? just you are Those are some of the worst games I ever seen as a Bucks fan with Brian Greasy back there. I hate to watch. What, hey, about, what he, about the games with Jake Plummer? Uh, he didn't play too many, but he did come in and he did lead us to that uh, playoffs in in two thousand seven so, or two thousand five. And then we got smoked the next one. Well, didn't Jake Plummer not even play with us at all? <laughs> uh, preseason, maybe. Yeah, I think he had like he had a snap. No, didn't he like quit on us or something like that? <laughs> yeah, he did, didn't he? Yeah, that was that was the joke behind the whole Jake Plummer thing. Then he did to like go. Uh, Play horseshoes or something. <laughs> something. You know, his homeboy. They were gonna go spin tops or something in, on the in the mountains. Dreidel, dreidel competition. Broke back mountain. All right. Next player was born February third, nineteen He's fifty years old. Why you keep going back so old, bro? Fifty years old. You're not that far off. We're like, not like, that like, far off. Like, like what players. are you talking about? Every I want a current player. Jeff Garcia, Ike Hilliard, Chris Hovan, Brian Greasy so far. All players that don't even play with us no more. 
There's a theme to this. There might be a reason why this list has these type of players on free here. It's been a while. They were free it's agents. It's been a while since this has happened. Let people that are on the playoff team. Bam. I'm going to just give you a bonus point just because you got it. Wiley vets that were brought in and helped us go to the playoffs. We haven't been to the playoffs since 07. So a lot of these players are going to be 07 or earlier. Okay? Wiley so there's a little bit of a hint for you guys. Wiley Vets brought in to help us go over the top, basically. Keyshawn All right. Johnson. All right. So you got his age, right? He's 50 years old. Brad Johnson. He was born in Freeport, Pennsylvania. He went to Pittsburgh. Joe Jervicious. He was drafted in the fourth round, 91st overall in the 1992 NFL draft by the Phoenix Cardinals. Jake Plummer. He plays center. Jeff Fane. Jeff Fane. He was drafted by the Cardinals, but never played a down with them. The The team that Mayberry. he was most recognizable for playing with is the Minnesota Vikings. He played center. <laughs> Minnesota Vikings. Early 90s. Mm. Put your thinking caps on. Who came to us? I'm drawing a blank right now. Okay. Bald head. I'll say that. War number 62. He had a bald head, but he always had a helmet. I was like, that's a helmet. Yeah, but. Number 62. War number 62 with the Vikings and with us. He was on the Super Bowl team. Hmm. What college did he go to? Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh. <sighs> Three-time Pro Bowler. He was on this, He was a Super Bowl center. He was the Super Bowl center. Damn. And it wasn't Jeff Fane. And it wasn't Jeff Fane, but you got the first name right. Jeff Gooch? No. He played linebacker, my friend. I know. I'm just joking. I think we actually brought him up, too, maybe in a conversation we had in the car. Maybe it was here at the studio. Jeff Munch? No, it was players that they brought in from Minnesota. There was two players that they brought in in particular to sure up the offensive line. Oh. Jeff Miller. It was Jeff Christie, guys. Jeff, Jeff Christie. Mother effing. Mother effing Christie. Oh. Put some mother effing respect on his name. I can't believe you guys didn't get Jeff <laughs> that, Christie. That was a bad one. I forgot all about Jeff Christie. No bonus points for either of you. How many seasons did he play with the Bucks? Four seasons? Uh, he played three seasons with the Bucks. He made a Pro Bowl in 2000 with the Buccaneers at the age of 31 and also started 16 games. Actually started every game with the Buccaneers that he could, 16 possible games. Uh, moving on to the next. Born January 6, 1970. I'm 49 years old in Houston, Texas. So he's hanging out with Paul Wall and Mike Jones in Houston. He went to UNLV. Hmm. He wore number 87. He's played for... Keenan McCarter? Good job. I couldn't think of any number other than 87. All right. For a possible four bonus points. Give me the other teams he's played for besides the Buccaneers. Craig is down right now by one. Jacksonville Jaguars. That is one. New York Giants. And Craig, you got Jacksonville oh. and Tampa. There's three other teams that he played for. He started his career by playing for this AFC North team, then went on to Jacksonville. And then he ended his career with an AFC West team and an NFC East team. So there's three teams. I can't give you any more clues. And he gave you a bunch of hints. Was one of them the Steelers? No. He uh, <clears throat> actually started his career. Uh, no, you can't steal a steal. He can't steal a steal. Yes, no, it was the Ravens. It, he was actually drafted by the Redskins in the 12th round. Redskins? In the 12th round in the 1991 wow. draft. 
but he never played down with them. Uh, 1992, started his career with Cleveland, played four years, and then went on to Jacksonville where he played six years and then went on to Tampa for two and then three for San Diego and then Washington where he finished up his career. Okay. All right. Score is five, two, three. On to the next player. And this one might be hard to get. So... To Jeff Christie over here. Yeah. yeah Jeff if you guys can't get Jeff Christie, this guy might not be. It could be one of my favorite like, underground players, man. Okay, this guy's older too. Let Is me he an offensive. Let me tell you this: Jesus. they don't get any younger. Okay. Hmm. Uh, he's born February 6, nineteen sixty six. He's fifty three years old. He went to Ohio State. He was drafted by the Phoenix Cardinals in the third round. That's key too. Once I tell you his position. Third round, 68th overall in the 1988 draft. David Boston. He is a punter, but he has been known to throw a pass. Royals. And he played for us. Most notably. Reggie Roby. Most notably, though. Well, Mark Royals? He played for, uh, that I remember him, is the New York Jets. He's a punter slash QB. Randall Cunningham? Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb. His first name. Reggie Cobb. Let me do this. He wore number nine with us. Does that help you at all? No, probably not. Uh, he was a one-time All-Pro. He was a Super Bowl champ and a one-time Pro Bowler. He was a punter. Punter. Slash QB. Cordell Stewart. And he's thrown a touchdown. <laughs> I don't remember, No laces. Bro. Punters are people, too. What's the name of the boy from uh, I guess Ace Ventura? I guess I screwed up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's your boy from Ace Ventura, ain't it? <laughs> I don't want to Spinkle. Yeah. Right, Spinkle. Yeah, man. It was Spinkle. All right. <laughs> Uncle Rico. So you want me just to give it away for you? I don't know no punters, bro. All right. First name is Tom. Tom. Tom Cruise? I don't know. He's about to fight Justin Tom Cruise. from MySpace? Second clue of his last name starts with a T. Tom Tickler. Tribido? <laughs> Tom Tickler. Tom Tupa. Tupa! Don't tell me you don't remember that. Oh, man. Vaguely. Yeah. Now I remember that because they used to say Tupa. The only, quarter, uh, the only punter to throw two touchdowns in a game. Bro, how many punter jerseys you worn in your lifetime? Never. But that's why I threw it in there. I just threw it in, you know, just to kind of mix it up a little bit. Okay, so nobody got that. So this it's gonna come, wins. It's gonna come down to this last one. Nah, hey, go find another punter. No, I'm not gonna find another putter. All right. It's gonna be easy one. September thirteenth, nineteen sixty eight. He's fifty years old. He's born in Georgia. Okay. Gaines <laughs> Adams. I was gonna. I was thinking of which clue I was gonna give you next. He wore number fourteen his whole career hmm? with four different teams. Number fourteen. Brad Johnson. Brad Good Johnson. job. I was trying to give it, make it nice and easy. He's from Georgia. He's from. He's from Marietta, Georgia. Okay. So for a possible, oh, that's right. He went to Florida State. For a possible two points, mm-hmm. I'm gonna give you a two point bonus question because you obviously already know he played for Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So what are the other team, two Craig. teams? Come on, Craig. To, for the win, Craig, in the tie. What are the other two teams? You know this. One was the Washington Redskins, right? Yep. Bam. He's tied so it you know up, the, ladies and You know and the gents. other team, another homer-ass team. Who did he finish his career with? Think about the star. Ah, oh, really? <laughs> you know what's the damn shame is I knew it too. Dallas Cowboys. Uh, ding ding ding, Craig wins. Oh, cheating ass. Yes. The star. Well, you know what? I had to throw my dog a bone because, he, you know, literally I had to throw my dog a bone because he was complaining how he's never won this damn thing before. So sometimes, you know, when you're playing pool, come back. you know, and you're wiping the table with a guy, you got to let him win a couple so he doesn't throw leave the bone. table. You know, you <laughs> want him to bone. stay. <laughs> We don't want him to go home. We want Craig to be happy. Throw a bone. Facebook already banned me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Facebook. I love you guys. We're 
I know. I, th- I threw Where you- is MySpace, Tom? Yeah, man. I threw you must come through for I us. threw you a little side curve with that Tom Tupa, I know. Dude, that one was hard. Hey, one more a honorable mention. Throw another one. Just for old time's sake. Just so for quick. old time's sake? Just for old time's sake, man. Well, talk for a second, and I got and I'll pick. I I got one in my head. Was so. Brad Johnson your backup? That was like your that that was going to be your favorite quarterback of all time. For the Buccaneers, no, no James quarterback Winston, of all time, my friend Jameis Winston, famous Jameis. He's not even my. F- hey, I don't know. He's not as good. as I'm gonna tell you this. Was, though. Oh, Sean King, Mister Tulane. Hey, he didn't lose no games in college, did he? Then he had like a streak. Sean King was pretty dope, though. Yeah. All jokes Sean aside. King was dope, and I, I appreciate you guys talking about Sean King because that was the guy I was going to pick to use. No joke. <laughs> I was just about to – was looking up Sean King. So thank you well, for using that. he wasn't the Wiley that. veteran that we brought in. He's somebody we drafted. Yeah, man. He was a Okay, beast. so if we're going to stick on that Wiley, Wiley veteran. Wiley man. vets, right? And, um, not, and not a trade either. But this guy you might not – this guy you're not going to get, though. You won't, you, know? you won't get this guy. So Josh me, Johnson? No, I was going to say him. Ken Dilger. Would you have gotten Ken Dilger? Hell you yeah, got we got him? Ken Dilger. You lie. Tight end? You didn't get Tom Tupa. I mean, you could have did something like Charlie Garner. Yeah. Joe Jurevicious. Yeah, that was a, that would have been a good one too, yeah. Garrison Hurst. Well, if you guys keep naming them, I can't do them. Ernest so. Graham. Ernest Graham. Miss, hey, Mr. August, boy, Mr. Preseason, Ernest Graham. Why do you guys keep naming all these players? You went to the University of Florida. Yep. Go Gators, boy. We're going to have a Gators podcast for, for oh, Zach. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> All right. You. All right. I'm just going to pick one. Wiley Vet. Tracy McGrady. <laughs> All right. Born 1979. Shit. 79. He's 40 years old out of Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Played tight end. Drafted first Day round. Moore. Out of... Uh, well, I already said that. Iowa. 24th overall, 2003 draft. The Indianapolis Colts. Ken Duggar. Played for the Buccaneers for one season Ooh. before one he went season. on to play for the Baltimore Ravens and end up retiring. Tahit. But played for – we just talked about this guy earlier, about Bruce Arians, and did he have a tight end? Dallas Clark. Bam. Dallas Clark, Dallas Clark played for the Bucks. Yep. One season. He did, didn't he? 2012. Huh. Yep. I forgot about that. Seven games he started for us. Yep. He had 434 yards. He 40, injuries. 47 catches uh, and four touchdowns. So not that bad of for only starting seven games. Yeah. He, I think he had he got injured that year or something. Yeah, he only played seven. So, so yeah. All right. That, that, Dallas that's Clark. That's official now. He's officially won now. You guys want to do the walk the plank? We can. Walk that plank. We can plank. do the walk the plank. There's some good ones up there. All right. We do have some good ones up there. First one, walk the plank, fire the cannons. Cairo Santos makes the team over Matt Gay, the rookie out of Utah. I'm going to say walk the plank on this one. I'm also going to walk the plank on this. They drafted this kid for a reason in the fifth round. He's got a big leg. He's a big boy. He reminds me of Sebastian Janikowski. I've seen him. He's a you big seen dude. Him? I seen him. He's a big dude. He's they like have that name like that, boy. Like you know you gotta push uh, the dudes off. Six two, two thirty. So, what do you do? You walking the plank? Or you are you? They're, they're already you firing strat, the cannons. They're cap strapped. Why are they gonna have two kickers? Why are you gonna draft a kicker and then have this this guy? Even though Cairo Santos, in, the, probably not that much money, but well, they can get rid of him and and they don't have any issues. I don't as far think as, it's guaranteed money. Yeah, on that it's one. not. No, no. Um, <clears throat> but why would you pay two of them though? That's what I'm saying. I'll, exactly. I, I well, not they're not. Yeah. They're not. And that's why Walk basically Cairo Santos probably saw the writing on the wall when the draft pick was made. You know, that he's going to be the odd Cairo man Cairo Santos, sure. I hope you didn't buy a house, homie. I he's, hope you, you He's going to be a camp body, basically. He's going to be pushing the rookie and, and you know. Uh, second, walk the plank, fire the cannons, uh, which I can barely read. What does that even say? That's your writing, Eddie. Are you for the Bucks playing in London? And uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers always getting hosed out Ooh, of a home game. You every, know, every year that the Bucks play over there, we always get gypped on that home game. It's not even that for me. I'm going to walk the plank on that as well. I'm not a fan of the the, the games over in London. It's the travel time for these yeah, players man. going overseas that bothers me. I'm, I'm walking the plank on this one. I don't like the the overseas game. I mean, it, it is kind of cool. Don't get me wrong. 
with it the, is cool. When it's not us, right? With, with, with the nine thirty games, um, you know, it gives us a little something to talk about when we're doing the No Boundary Sports podcast. But uh, it, I, I'm not for it because we, like Eddie said, you know, as Bucks fans, every time we go to London, we're the home team, so yeah. we're the ones who get screwed out of the home game as fans. I would be too. up for it if it was a preseason game. If they were going to say, you know what, it's a friendly, because soccer does a lot of friendlies, and the games don't matter. You know, you, you pay a cheaper premium on the ticket. It gives the fans out there something well, to well, see. Well, what gets me is the, uh, there's a game going on in Mexico. Why couldn't we get the Mexico game for once? Yeah, what's up with that, yeah. man? Buccaneros, They man. usually give that to, like, to Dallas, to, like, San Francisco, Francisco Raiders Arizona, Raiders, and, and I, and I kind of— The Bears. And it's not to the the draw stereotype here, but I think it's to the draw Mex- on the yeah. Latino culture. No, it's the Mexican culture, man. It, They're it, playing in Mexico. It's you got Southwest over here. teams, yeah. and there's a lot of Latinos, and it just makes sense. The Bucks happen to have owners that own the the biggest sports franchise in the world, in Manchester U. So that's probably one of the reasons why we get logged into that. For sure. All right, moving on. Walk the planks, fire the cannons. If you could rewind and go back to the 2014 draft, Bucks picking fifth, would you still take Mike Evans over a guy like Odell Beckham? And with the fifth overall pick, your boy picks Mike Evans. Your boy picks Mike Evans. I'm going to fire the cannons on this one. I would still take, especially after seeing what they've done, is Odell slightly better? Better than Mike Evans, I would say that, so. That's 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 but, up for grass, bro. But is he, he that ball. much better to, I guess, deal with the circus that he comes with? No. So how and do he's, you, he's been injury riddled too. Yeah, man. That I think too, Mike Evans is gifted, man. Mike Evans is gifted. He is. He's a beast. I, I, I think he's. I don't think he gets his just deserved. Not at all, man. Just because he's on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If Mike Evans was on the Cowboys or the Packers, Patriots, or the Patriots, he'd be freaking football Jesus at wide receiver oh, right yeah, now. Yeah, man. He'd be the greatest coming since Jerry Rice. Yep. I'm going to have to uh, fire the cannons as well. I'm taking Mike Evans. Uh, one, Odell's a head case. The reason why the Giants gave up on him after five seasons. Um, and, and also, Mike Evans, first player in NFL history to have his first five seasons uh, 1,000 yards or more. So, I mean, this kid is, yeah. This kid is killing it. So Mike I'm, Evans is wrong, man. I'm sticking with with Mike Evans, even though he's the stats the, the stats are right there. But Odell's played the, some less he's games. He's already the Bucks' all time leading receiver. So yeah, there's that. Next, walk the plank, fire the cannons, bring back the creamsicles. Are you for the creamsicles? I'm gonna let you know. I am for, and I will. Fire the cannons. And if we had the if we had the cameras on, they would see your hat right now. All right, I'm gonna tell you, you got why. the Bucko Bruce on. Exactly what you just said. That's a whole slogan now. You got Bruce Aarons, dog. Bucko Bruce. Yeah, that's the best slogan to have out there. Bucko Bruce. Do you just put it like a little? Uh, what are those? Hats I put Aarons right in it. Yeah, so with you the, change with the, the logo. Kango. You take with that, the little Kango. The Kango yeah, put, put that put, on the logo. Yeah, Bucko Bruce. Look just like Bruce Aarons. Orange and white. Cream schools. I'm gonna fire the cannons on this one. I have never been a fan. Of the Buccaneers uniforms since they switched, um, even if you go back retro as far as, I mean, at least the John Lynch ones, the era and the, the Warren Sapp ones, those were more tolerable, even though I've never been a big fan of, like, the red jerseys. But like you said, even with the new numbers and stuff, the numbers look like digital alarm clock numbers, yeah, yeah. and they, they look kind of ugly. They They kind of went from, like, you know, like on the shoulders, it's like black, but it's like that grayish. It's like a pewter black mix. And just, just, I don't know. Just, they should go safety orange. If they're not going to go creamsicle, go safety orange. The, yeah, the lettering. They, they just, nah, you got to be no. raw. Well, got to go there. creamsicles if you're going to go that shade safety of orange. Safety orange out there looking like a bunch of landscapers on the side of the road. Well, I'll be looking like the, the, the uh, Miami Dolphins alternate. Now, am I correct to say that you would like to have the creamsicles come back permanently? I think they should. I think. It, it, I don't think like the original cream stickles. I think the color scheme, yeah, yeah. man, with updated, you know, what I'm saying design, I, I, man. I'm, fresh. I'm, not okay. even, I'm not even All opposed right. to like the skull and crossbones situation I, as as like the logo. I just think they need to revamp it. Maybe even they want to do something with like the current colors, but kind of like you know, saying like almost like take the best of both jerseys color schemes that they've tried in the past, yeah, 
and do a new whole new thing. Kind of like how um, the Seahawks. Yeah. Uh, remember how they kind of – at that one time they had like the, that weird kind of bluish thing going on. Mm-hmm. Now they got like those uh, – you know, like that, that – I guess I'm just going to call it like the Seahawk green that they yeah, had yeah. in their jerseys. But they had those actual jerseys where it's like, it's, like they got the pants and they yeah. got like the jerseys and stuff. That uh, that color rush thing that they do, I think they've revamped some of their, their jerseys. That color rush sucks, yeah. man. It's like ketchup. Yeah. Ours, yeah, it's like just too Fire much, red. too much of the red, yeah, way too much red. red. He needs to bust it up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fire the cannons on that as well. Um, moving on to the last walk the plank or fire the cannons. Tight ends. Uh, a lot of people think that Bruce Arians. We talked about this earlier. Never really had a, a good tight end in their system. A guy like uh, OJ Howard and Cam Brait. Do you guys feel like this is going to work out for the Bucks? I think so, man. I think so. I think Bruce Aaron's coming in there and splitting it up and just seeing what kind of assets he has out there. Them two tight ends, they're going to beast out against some defense. Or should, should I put it this way? Is he going to be able to get the most out of this offense with those two tight ends? Because there's a lot to go around. 100%, man. There's it, a it, lot it, of ball to go around. Exactly what you just said. It's going to spread out. The whole field. Well, I, I think the one thing the Bucks are, and it's so weird even saying this because historically with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they never the, had an the, the, like the passing game hasn't been necessarily a strong suit. We have had some some solid receivers like Joey Galloway, Antonio Bryant, um, some 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 solid guys throughout the careers, but we never had like a, a probably one of our best receiving cores. If if you want to really get into it, who's a better but, mix, Evans and Jackson? Or Evans and Godwin? I'm going to say Evans and Godwin just because of the fact that I think the Jackson one could have had potential to be the Vincent best. Vincent Jackson. Mm. I, I think that was kind of too much at the tail end of, of Vincent Jackson DJ's career. career. I think I think this Godwin with the two younger receivers, you know what I'm saying, Godwin being the younger of him and Evans, Evans being like the – the vet, I guess you would say. Oh, definitely a vet. Yeah. Um, I, I think in this third season with Godwin, you're going to see some some big, big uh, plays by him, and he's somebody who's kind of you know quietly last year under the radar because there was Dexter Jackson or my bad Deshaun Jackson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, taking some some defensive players. You know, you got to pay attention to him because he's one of those guys that he can take the ball and and, and take it to the house with his speed. But, I mean, the fact that we have – we've been blessed with quite arguably – I mean, they haven't put it together yet in, in, in a season. But with Gronk retiring, we have two tight ends that realistically, if we, pl- if we played the offense, could be both number one wide receivers or, not, or tight, tight ends, ends. For, for the offense. But probably talent-wise, if one of them was on another team, you're talking about – we basically got two top five tight ends in the league, probably. 100%. I, 100% I, I, I agree with the O.J. Howard take. I don't know about Cam Bray. Uh, he's had a couple down seasons from his time when he before when he led the league in touchdowns. Yeah, O.J. Howard came in. Uh, but I definitely agree with O.J. Howard. that Yeah, it, his, it, his I mean, touches got taken away. It yeah. wasn't because of, he had a down year. It was just the offense changed spread away from the him. ball around. Yeah, yeah it went away yeah. from him. And that might be the same issue we come with now. We, we had the same variables. So Yeah, but what, I, but I, what I'm saying what I'm saying is talent-wise, yeah. if they were both on different teams, you're probably talking about like two definitely two top, two, two top tens for sure, probably yeah. top ten or top five gotcha. tight ends. Yeah. I'm not saying they're both top five with us, but I'm saying they're, the talent-wise they are. Okay. So, I mean, if they get utilized correctly, I mean – if he does utilize the dual tight ends, I can I can definitely see us having two top ten tight ends uh, in the league as far as like statistics go. Offense, will the yeah, Bucks have that. three three one thousand player one thousand yard one thousand yard players? <clears throat> no, on on passing, yeah. on receiving, just overall offense. Well, they have three players like a thousand yard rusher, a thousand route, two thousand yeah. yard receivers. Because obviously, a thousand yard passer, woohoo! That's nobody's like, yeah, nobody's really caring about that. Yeah, we need like four forty five hundred. Yeah, to be relevant. Well, that's what would happen, obviously, right? Yeah. If if we got all those players getting a thousand yards receiving and rushing, well, I mean, Winston already has a lot. I mean, of yards. Mike Evans is going to get his. I think 
one of the tight ends will get that. Hey, Godwin's made go a jump on. every single season. He's coming to the league as get, well. And Godwin could possibly do it. I mean, I don't see Brashad Perriman coming in and taking the, the touches that Deshaun had. So no. those got to go somewhere. And that's where guys like OJ, Cam Brate, and um, Godwin come into play. Because we already know Mike Evans is going to get his balls. Mm-hmm. He's going to get his targets. For sure. Uh, were you thinking of earlier the other combos of wide receivers in Buccaneer history? Maybe Keyshawn Johnson and Keenan McCardell? That's a pretty good combo. That was a pretty good combo. I, I For just, a couple seasons. I just don't think at that time, you know, that was uh, uh, also, I believe, in that was that the Warwick Dunn era? Did we have Warwick Dunn at that time? Uh, Warwick, did he win? He, did, he was not on the Super Bowl team. Nope. Uh, Keyshawn was with us from 2000 to 2002. So. I don't think so. Work was drafted by us in 1997, I believe. Yep. I don't have it pulled up, of course, but no, I don't know. They had a they had a good it, little run, though. That was a good tandem. I just don't think that that was our offensive focal point at that time. I mean, we did spread the ball around, but Keyshawn Johnson was more of a possession receiver. Yep. He wasn't an over the top guy like he Mike wasn't going to get you them deep. Yeah, them he wasn't going to get you those deep balls. Um, McCardell was a guy for that, but we kind of got McCardell like. At the end. Do you remember in 2001, Keyshawn made a Pro Bowl. Okay, He had 180 targets, 106 receptions for 1,200 no yards. No touchdowns. One touchdown. He had one touchdown. One touchdown. And it was late in the season, too. He got it. Horrible. <laughs> There's your possession player right there. Boy. I never really was a fan of Keyshawn Johnson. I remember somebody had him in fantasy football that year and was so pissed. Fired up, boy. Yeah. I went, to, I went to the It game. probably wasn't PPR either. So he's getting all these yards, but he wasn't getting touchdowns. Well, I, I went to the game PPR, in Chicago. Still, like, them touchdowns count. We were in Chicago, man, watching him play, and he caught a ball and ran. He, he had a long run after catch, and he fucking fumbled the ball. Yak. Fired up, boy. We got, we got a couple more things in news, though. No, Mike no, Edwards. Yeah, don't no, talk about Mike Edwards, man. Yeah. That's a walk third, the plant right Third round there. rookie out of Kentucky. Is Mike Edwards going to have a good rookie season? Who knows? Let's get him on the field first. You know, we just got him signed, so we'll have to see how he looks. Is he rusty? Has he been practicing? No, he's been practicing. Yeah. I mean, everything that we've heard so far be, through mini camps, OTAs, and, and, and what just happened the last couple of days. They say he's been looking he's good. He's been looking good. And everything, you know, they're excited about him. They're excited about the whole secondary. Okay, I got I to. Gotta... Sean Bunty has been looking good on tape, man. I got to walk the plank or fire the cannons. Uh, okay. Vita Vea is going to have a solid year this year. He's going to be a breakout player on the line. Well, fire the cannons. I'm going to fire the cannons, but in a different way. I think he's going to play his position the way it needs to be played, but I think it might not always translate into the shiny stats like sacks. Okay. I think you'll see tackles for loss. You'll see some tackles. I think you'll see see him shine and take double teams and so on and so forth like that, not necessarily leading the league in sacks. I think Sue being over there is going to pull a lot of double teams, and it's going to open up him. It could. I believe it 100%, man. It could. He's just going to ball out. I mean, Vita's like 340 pounds, so, I mean, he might be just taking double teams by proxy. (laughs) (laughs) Just fucking gravity. Just by standing there. Just gravity, bro. You're going to suck in Just by doing this, like putting his arms out, he's taking double teams. So it's like (laughs) you can only double team so many people. Double team a thigh. Yeah, you double team those guys, you got the linebackers coming at you. So We got three guys on his left thigh. So next week, tight ends. For our all-time Buck team, for um, and then what else we got? We got so who's your turn, whose turn is it? Who's I, the did Buck it last week. I did it last week, so it's Craig's turn. Craig's turn, Mister High C. He's gonna bring it too, and don't be coming up with these being shit. Throw the bones, man. And I don't want to oh, see correct. these old guys either because you've been giving me a hard time about better, all hey, my be, old guys. Hey, I better no, see make it all your old rookies. I better all see creamsicles. Ooh, that's a good one. Save that for later. Save your ideas. Now I might have to steal that from you. That's a good one. All rookie class. I already got an idea what I was going to do anyways. Okay. All Miami Buccaneer players. Nope. <laughs> I've only got a couple. Nate Webster. Warren Sapp. Sapp. There's been a few. Warren Sapp. Warren Sapp. There's been a few. If I, Philip Buchanan. Gino Toretto. If I went through the list, I'm sure we could find. Vinny Testaverde. Craig Erickson. Vinny Testaverde. Yep. Kellen Kelly Winslow. Kellen. Craig Erickson. We could Craig put a, we could put an all Miami team together. 
But that's not going to be my theme. Okay. If you want to find out my theme, you got to tune in next week. We will be at our normal day and time. Hopefully, Tuesday, we'll be on camera. 7 p.m. Eastern and shout Santa out to time. my wife. It's her birthday today. And shout out to Carefree Pest and Termite Solutions, our boy Tim. Give him a call, 941-556-9019 for all your pest solutions. Real quick, just to kind of appease Tim, because I know he hates the Patriots. Hopefully, he hates Boston. Boston Bruins lost Game 7 last night to the St. Louis Blues. This actually eliminates them from having three championships in one season with the Boston Red Sox and the Patriots. So, Real quick before we get out of here, fire the cannons, walk the plank, Raptors are going to win the game tonight. I am walking the plank. Is it on game that. seven? It will game be six. a game seven back in Toronto. Okay. So who? if Toronto wins tonight, they win? If Toronto wins tonight, they, they win. win. I go for the Raptors. I don't even care who they're playing. But they're in Golden State tonight, correct? They are at the Oracle. Definitely Raptors. And then it comes back for game seven. So who knows what happened in Game 7, but I think these guys have been here so many times, and I'm talking about the Golden State Warriors, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Andre Iguodala. I, the I list goes on and where on. Where does Golden State play from? I, the Oracle. Uh, Oakland. 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 They're moving to San Fran, though. Yeah, they have an old, old arena. I'm going to go ahead and fire the cannons on this one, and I'm going to say that I think that Kevin Durant injury took someone out of themselves. Definitely. And I, I think that the they Raptors— They were still able to win, though. Yeah, but there was a couple of missed calls, some other things. I mean, I'm not going to blame all yeah. that on, on the thing, but I mean, there was there was some situations. Kyle Lowry turning the shack at the some three stitches, <laughs> yeah. some stitches. All yeah. right, and, and Nick Nurse called a timeout when they had some great momentum going on. So there's some different things like about that. But we will be talking some NBA draft, no boundary sports talk coming up this Sunday because a week from today, I believe. What is today? Yep, a week from today. It's about that time of the year. It's the NBA draft. So uh, is Zion going number one? We'll, we'll have to find, find out. We'll find out. A week tune from in today. Sunday. There you go. For Zach. No, you don't have to wait a week. You tune in Sunday because we're yeah. going to have the answers for you. Dun dun dun. So the TV. <laughs> for Zach, Eddie, and myself, this is another edition of Buck That Podcast. Peace out.